Hello and welcome to C-SPAM. I'm your host, Edward Savio, and today our conversation is with Speaker of the House, Paul Ryan. We caught up with the Speaker in his hometown of Janesville, Wisconsin, and spoke to him inside the diner in which he launched his first attempt at losing his virginity, as well as his initial congressional campaign. Mr. Speaker? First of all, let me just say it's good to be back with you. Um, yeah, I'm glad you could join me. It's been a little while. It has. A lot's happened since the last time we spoke. You decided to step down as Speaker of the House. Sure, I mean, at the end of the fall, at the end of the year. You look relaxed. You look like the weight of the world's been taken off your shoulders. I feel great. Uh, you know, it was, just a, it was just a great feeling. Yeah, knowing you're not going to have to deal with the Trump crazy train anymore, I'd be going, woo, woo. Just making a decision is important. You want to walk me through the process? Just like Jen and I do every two years, we had dinner last Sunday night as a family to talk about it. I feel so good because I now know that my kids will not only know me as a weekend dad, and that's what's most important to me. But it's my understanding that the last few years, there's been a weekday dad here in Janesville while you're back in D.C. Everybody brings this up. Do they? And what does weekday dad think of all this? He was disappointed, uh, but he understood. He understood. (laughs) Disappointed, yeah, I bet. He had five days a week all to himself. Did he try to talk you out of it? We, We have a good relationship. We've gotten a lot done together. Right. You take care of the house, and he takes care of the house. And Jenna is okay with this? That's right. That's right. Well, we customize the benefits for her particular needs. I see. That just is what it is. Okay. Uh, I lost my train of thought here. Um, so I talked to Majority Leader McConnell. He said you were failing and bailing. Well, I may have said that, but he, he agreed. No, I just don't see it like that. Uh, I feel like I've actually gotten most done what I wanted to do. Have you? Really? One of the first things I fought for when I first got here was tax reform. Uh, That is now done. It seems to me there was a lot of cutting, not that much reforming. I think you make a good point. I think the budget process we have is fundamentally broken. Well, yes, if you take in less money than you spend, which is why it seems like a strange time for you to leave, like, hey, took care of the tax thing, sorry that we blew a hole in your budget, done. The proof is in the pudding. I don't even know what that means. Okay, you claim to believe in inclusive, aspirational politics. Give me an example of how you put that into practice. So I asked my friend to show me poverty in America, and I loved it. You loved poverty? I I loved it in the way that I love Swiss cheese, or feta cheese, or Gouda, or Parmesan cheese. I come from Wisconsin. We love cheese. Yes, but cheese kind of like poverty, too much of it is not good for you. Well, I would basically say we can't possibly consume all the cheese we make in Wisconsin. All right, let's try a simple one. Is Donald Trump a good president? Uh, I can't speak to that. I, you have to ask him that. Why would I ask him that? According to him, he's, he's the greatest thing since God. And as a matter of fact, I don't think he really believes in God, so he's just the greatest thing, period. Yeah, I don't see that. I can't believe you don't see the problem with this guy. Look, you know I've had disagreements with him. I've made those. Those are fairly publicly known, and, he's, and he and I have had those same conversations. He knows how I feel about these things. But it's a big tent party, and we represent different corners of the tent. So I guess you're in the 
take away all entitlement, cut taxes corner, and he's in the, I'm going to tear everything down, be rude, pussy-grabbing corner. Obviously, we don't agree on, on that. Yeah, I see why you're fleeing the big tent, because it's collapsing. Let me give you a hypothetical. Let's say this administration doesn't right itself, that it continues to be mired in scandal and investigation. In 2020, if the Democrats put up someone remotely reasonable, would Donald Trump still be your choice? That's not the question we have in front of us. We have a binary choice. Feta cheese or Parmesan cheese, that's the choice in front of us. I'll go with the feta cheese. And can I get a Coke Zero? Okay. Thanks. So I knew from the beginning that Donald Trump was going to be a disaster. Is he unconventional? Yes. Would I do things differently? Of course. Maybe. But you, you're the one I'm most disappointed in. I don't like the fact that you feel that way. Well, I do. And I'm not the only one who's upset with you. After you started talking about cutting Medicare, your own mother said she wasn't sure she would vote for you. Your own mother. Yeah, I'm, I'm sad and surprised she said that. I can imagine. When I told her I'd be interviewing you, she sent me this picture along with a request that you, as punishment, you had to reveal your, quote, secret talent to the country. I mean, if your talent is even half as epic as this picture. Uh, that's what they call my Gumby haircut that I had back in those days, and I still have that tie. <laughs> so I've been working on this for over 20 years. Okay, let's get a look at this hidden talent. I mean, you're going to need a job soon, so, you know, maybe this could lead to something. I know this is radio. Oh, I thought I had my... Let me back up for a second. Is this the real life? Oh, is this just fantasy? <laughs> Call it a wings. I know it's good from reality. <laughs> just an example. This is a problem. This, that is horrible. So that's the other thing. I do believe that this is a problem because people are telling me it's a problem and I believe that. You should, you should believe that. I don't know if we can go on. <laughs> oh, waitress, I think I need some water. <laughs> oh, okay. It's really okay. hard. It is very hard. That was so good. That was good, good of you. Okay, lightning round. You ready? Yes. Now that you're free to be honest, how would you handle the problem of stagnant wages? I would basically say... Uh, Tax cut. Okay. How about decreasing the poverty rate in America? Uh, tax reform and tax cut. And what about gun violence in our schools? Um, tax cut. All right, fine. How about the skyrocketing price of a ticket to a Beyonce concert? Um, tax cut. That's pretty much your answer to everything. Yes, of course. All right, D Devin Nunez. Seriously, this is the type of guy that I just want to... Seriously, I, I need you to give me Devin Nunez's phone number because I want to get him on this program and, and I want to talk to him. I don't really know the guy. I'm not trying to be evasive, but what I don't want to do is, is, is join some food fight. I'm not going to throw any food at him. I may berate him in Russian. I don't see any value in that. It would make me feel better. Yeah, I don't, but I think uh, that kind of disruption is probably not uh, good. Oh, it's a disruption I'd love to have. Oh, thank God, our food's here. 
I can smother my feelings in all this cheese. Mmm. Mmm. That's good. Uh, it's Gouda. <laughs> Funny. We're through here. Speaker Ryan, thanks for joining me. You bet. My pleasure. And join us next time on C-SPAN when we'll talk to Senator Bernie Sanders, who wants you to know he's still here. I'd like to thank my engineer, Drunk Jimmy, and hair removal specialist, Tina Tutone. This is Edward Savio. Don't forget to follow me for more C-SPAM. <laughs>